Hey, hey, what's up? It's Zisu coming to you live from the remnants of the Hilltop Mall in the Bay Area, Richmond, California. It's kind of sad. But before I go any further, it's the Nez. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's Anchor Time once again. We are back with another one. We are going to be talking about uh, our top 10, or it don't have to be in any specific, specific order, specific or whatever, how the fuck you say it. Um, yeah, so that's what, uh, we were going to do was just kind of a a topic we threw around and decided to put it on uh, anchor for you guys. So, uh, why don't you kick it off with your number 10? All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, I'm going to kick it off with a movie that I've always loved since it came out as a movie that, uh, I don't know, it, it seems to have garnered some respect it just i don't think it was the huge hit everybody thought it was going to be but i personally love it um i'm going back here uh yeah that's a movie i love did you see that when it came out in theaters i didn't see it until uh, it hit video i mean I didn't, I didn't really care for it but um i hadn't seen it in years uh whatever year it was when it first came out on vhs is when i seen it and that's the only time i've seen it Right. I remember being so excited, just the imagery coming out of it. I love the design of the Rocketeer. Yeah, this came out in 91. Uh, Billy Campbell, uh, Jennifer Conley, Alan Arkin, Timothy Dalton, Paul Servino, Terry O'Quinn. Yeah, uh, directed by Joe Johnston. Yeah, that's one of those I just love. I, uh, I, I went back to it recently and, you know, it wasn't like, you know, the most amazing film, but uh, I, it's definitely one I have nostalgia about, so that's why it makes my list. All right, I'm going to go with my number 10. I'm going to go to 1992's Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. Nice. Uh, this is a uh, part two to uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, however many they made afterwards, and then I also know they t- turned so it many. into a TV show. But uh, this one stars Rick Moranis, um, Marsha Strassham, Strassham, I don't know how you say her name, a, uh, a young Felicity, uh, Carrie Russell, I remember she was the babysitter, and uh, I guess the little kid that played Adam, Joshua Schleicher, or Schlocker, I don't know, I don't know if he's done anything else, but this was directed by Randall Cleaser. Uh, and this is this movie. I just thought it was awesome. Uh, it was always just something. I went and seen it uh, the weekend it came out. And I remember my wife and I went and saw something, and they showed us a trailer for that. And then I said, like, "Oh, this looks cool," because I remember seeing the first one and I enjoyed that one. So we went and seen it. And uh, this movie is like one of the movies we can all throw in as a family and sit there and watch it and uh, laugh around. Uh, I love this movie. Uh, I don't think it did that good in the box office, but um, I wouldn't call it a classic. I'd go into, I would call it a classic, but I don't know if uh, it's up to Disney's classics or I don't know. Because Disney's put out so many movies. Uh, usually when, when you say Disney, a lot of people just focus on all the animated stuff or for you right. need all the Pixar things. But uh, before all that, there was a regular live action film. But this was in the 90s, so it wasn't that long ago. So uh, I love that one. Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. 
All right. Awesome. Uh, the next one I'm going to go to, I'm going to jump around on this list and I'm going to go. Uh, I thought about kicking off with this one, but I'm going to hit it second just to, to ease you in and go real controversial. I'm going to go with a movie I know you didn't like, but I really did. Uh, and I understand why, because I didn't have an emotional connection to the first one. I have a feeling this might make your list, which would be a good follow up. But I'm going to go with the. I want to get the year right here. The 2016 remake of Pete's Dragon with Bryce Dallas Howard, Robert Redford, and some kids. Um, I know, I already know you were not a fan of this one, but uh, I actually really enjoyed it. Uh, I can understand why you didn't, because you actually have more of a connection to the original, and I never made that connection with the original. But I just liked what they did here. Um, it just felt really nostalgic to me. Um, it didn't. It didn't connect or in any way to the original. I think that was your big issue. But uh, yeah, I just really liked what they were doing. So, and I wanted. I wanted to go controversial. I wanted to uh, hear your response to it. So, <laughs> this movie fucking sucked, man. I hated this one. <laughs> Because uh, it was when we were watched, uh, I know I watched uh, The Jungle Book. It didn't make my list. Uh, that new one, the John Favreau one. Right. And then, oh my God, this was fucking hella good. And then, then we threw on Peach Dragon after that. And oh my gosh, this movie was bullshit. The original <laughs> one was a million times better. And uh, that one came out in 77. And I was just like, oh man, well, I don't even know what the fuck they were trying to do in this film. I hated it. I didn't like any of it. I didn't like how the dragon looked. I thought the story was stupid. Uh, <laughs> it, it didn't even go right, really go. It was more a modern day version. Sorry about if you guys hear that bell in the background. Sorry about that. Um, it just didn't fit what Peach Dragon was. I mean, it, it was, it was the original one was fucking awesome. Yeah, it was all cheesy and the the animation wasn't the greatest. But what do you get in the seventies? And I don't know. I I was I had high hopes for this one, and then when I finally saw it, it just let me down. I was like, oh, I, I did. I couldn't. I sat through the whole thing. I'll probably never sit through it again. <laughs> but I didn't like. I didn't like it at all. I didn't like any. The only thing I liked about it was Bryce Dallas Howard. The rest of it, I didn't care for. Yeah, and I remember uh, I did enjoy it, and I remember hearing you were going to watch it, and then we were going to talk a little pod, and I was like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to hear what he thinks, and I was stunned. I was like, whoa, you didn't like it, but I get it, because it really doesn't connect with the version. Uh, that being said, does the original version make your list? No, it didn't. I was staying okay. away from animated stuff, and that had some animation in it, so I didn't even put oh, it in. Oh, okay. All right. What you got next? Uh, my number nine, I'm going back to 1975, uh, The Apple Dumpling Gang. Uh, I love this nice. movie. Man. It's uh, directed by Norman Toker. Um, it was just a, a, a Disney Western. It was it was all comedy. This starred um, uh, Bill Bixby, uh, David Banner, for you Incredible Hulk fans, uh, the awesome Don Knotts, and the legendary Tim Conway. And what's her name from Webster? Webster's mom, well, stepmom, Susan Clark. Uh, it, it, this movie was hilarious. There's there's a ton of people in this. Uh, 70s wise, you know all the actors. For any of you older listeners, 
that did see this in the theater like I did when it came out, man. I, I love this film. This was a film that my mom and dad took us to see. I had no idea what it was. Uh, we When they took us to the movies, we just, whatever they wanted to see. So we went and seen it. And uh, I remember seeing it at the Grand Lake Theater in Oakland and just fucking enjoying every minute of it. I do need to get uh, a lot A lot of these movies uh, I do not have on uh, DVD or, or Blu-ray. Uh, I need to pick them up, but this is one of them I need to find. I know it's on DVD. I'm not sure about Blu-ray, but this one's uh, the Apple Dumpling Gang. Have you seen this one? Uh, I did a long time ago. I couldn't tell you anything about it, though. I did notice it. I was watching movies for this countdown, and uh, I was like, yeah, I know that one, but I couldn't tell you anything about it. That's definitely one I should go back and watch if I can find it. What do you got next? All right. Uh, next, I'm going to go to 2003's Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. This was the first of the Pirates movie of now, which there's five. And I think this one did uh, a trilogy of movies. And since then, they've done like two follow-up movies. Um, fourth one, eh, okay. Uh, I did like the, the fifth one a lot more. That's the most recent one. But uh, none of them come close to what the Curse of the Black Pearl was able to do. I think one of the reasons I was so impressed by it is because I remember when it first came out, I really wasn't expecting much out of it. And I was like, okay, cool. It's got, you know, Depp and whatnot, Orlando Bloom, Kara Knightley, Jeffrey Rush. I was like, cool. But I still wasn't expecting much. And uh, I enjoy that story of the first one and uh, some of the effects, the way the the skeletons look and... um, when they when they walk, you know, into the moonlight and you get half half a uh, person. Uh, yeah, I think that stuff really holds up, and it, it seem it appears to be the film that's of, of, of all five uh, stands the test of time. So yeah, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean: The Curse of the Black Pearl. I love that one. Out of all of them, that's the best one. Yeah, um, part yeah. two was okay. Yeah. And from there on, I was just like, okay, let's let's stop with these. I didn't really care for the last three. Right. Um, Johnny Depp being one of my favorite actors of all time. Um, I was really, I mean, I was a huge fan of the ride at Disneyland. And uh, I have not been there since they put uh, Jack Sparrow there. Right. Uh, a part of the ride. I think there's just a statue of him. I don't know. No, it's, it's at the beginning. It's animatronics. It kind of. Cool. Yeah, but I don't know if it's is it the beginning or the end. It towards the end. Okay. See, I, that wasn't there the last time I was there. Right. But um, this movie, I love that movie. I thought it was fucking awesome. I saw it a few times in the theater, and uh, out of all the pirates movies, that's the only one I own. Nice. <laughs> all right, what you got? All right. uh, for my number eight, I am going to nineteen seventy five again. For, uh, what the hell is this called? Escape to Witch Mountain. I love this movie. Uh, I'll just read if you guys don't know what it is. A mysterious orphan children have struck with extraordinary powers and are ch- <laughs> chased by a <laughs> uh, scheming millionaire. But where do these kids really come from? This stars uh, uh, Kim Richards and Ike. Eisman, I believe his name, and it also starred a Eddie Albert and a young uh, 
Dr. Loomis, a.k.a. Donald Pleasance. Um, this was another movie that, that uh, my mom and dad took us to see. I had no idea what it was. Uh, just went in and see it. I just, uh, within the last year, I bought the uh, the double feature uh, with uh, the first one and the second one, uh, Return to Witch Mountain, or Return from Witch Mountain. Uh, that one was also in the 70s, and I, and I love that one just as well. But uh, the first one is, is amazing film. Renee doesn't really like this film. She liked it when she first saw it, but then she was in the hospital. Uh, one of I don't know, one of the kids uh, having one of my kids, and it, she said it was the only movie that kept coming on. Oh. And uh, every, when it comes on now on TV, and I always watch it, she goes, "I hate this movie," because huh. she goes, "I was all beat up and I was in pain after having your kids." So she hates this movie, but not me, man. I love this movie, Escape to Witch Mountain. Awesome. Um, I take it the remake with The Rock didn't make your countdown. That, no, that was a remake of the second one. That was weak. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving right along, I'll get into my next pick. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, 2004's National Treasure. Uh, this one stars Nicolas Cage, also has Diane Kruger and Justin and Sean Bean. Uh, this one's interesting because uh, this is one of those movies when people like to clown Nick Cage. They're like, fuck, the national treasure. But uh, I don't know. From the time it came out, I was able to just enjoy it for what it was. A nice little popcorn action adventure movie. And um, it's it's one of those they play all the time on TV. And um, you know, I, for, for me, it's just it's it's entertaining. And while scouting all these Disney movies, uh, I had a feeling you were going to go a little more uh, old school, which I applaud you for. Let me, let me shake up the countdown and be able to talk about some other stuff. So, yeah, uh, National Treasure, it's got to make my list just for the watchability alone of it. Yeah, that one's good. The second one I thought sucked. They should have right. just left it alone. Um, right. But I really enjoyed that one. It, it had that um, Indiana Jones vibe of just getting into right. big adventure. And, uh, I don't really know much of these. Um, what the hell are they called? The um, that little secret society. The oh Masons. Yeah, I don't even know what. Yeah. What? I don't know if it's a cult or what. But if any of you Masons are listening, I'm, I'm not. No disrespect, but I, <laughs> I just I don't know what it is. You guys are too secretive. So, but yeah, but overall, man. But that movie was fucking awesome, man. I love that movie. All right, yeah. Uh, ready for your next pick? Yes. Uh, I am staying in the 70s. Uh, majority of these movies are all from the 70s, except for a few of them. But uh, right. I'm going to 1977 to Candle Shoe. Uh, this is an awesome film. It starred a, a very young Jodie Foster, a uh, David Nevin, and a Helen Hayes. Um, this one was cool. It was just Jodie Foster. She was the orphan, and she ends up uh, going to this mansion and then just looking for treasure and all this. Well, there's some kind of hidden treasure, but nobody knows about it. And then they, throughout the movie, they're they're going through the mansion. Um, this was um, I I got to give love to my parents, man. They took us to all these awesome Disney movies, and I always That's remember awesome. the time that I had seen them and where I'd seen them. This was also at the Grand Lake Theater. Uh, she would take my brother and I, my mom and dad would take my brother and I. And uh, I love this movie. I I think it's on DVD. I don't know. I really I just need to go on like Amazon or eBay or something and 
and look. But this is a film uh, I have not seen it in a long time. I think the last time I saw it is uh, when I was a kid when um, they like rebrought they brought it back uh, for like a Saturday matinee, and uh, I remember always loving it when we first saw it. So uh, I went and seen it again, and uh, I love this movie. I was really in love with uh, Jodie Foster when I was growing up, and uh, she was cute little tomboy in in the beginning, and I love her now. Uh, I I didn't I didn't need to see that last movie she was in. Um, that Hotel Artemis or whatever. Is that? Yeah, I really like, wanted to see that too. It looked really cool. It, it like came and went. Yeah, so. real fast. <laughs> uh, Jodie Foster is awesome. Awesome actress. Awesome director. And uh, yeah, that's a Candle Shoe from 1977. Yeah, that's one I have no familiarity with at all. Um, actually, definitely one of the reasons I'm excited we're doing this countdown is because uh, I'm looking forward to to digging into some of these movies one way or another. Uh, I know they might not be streaming, but maybe I can find them somewhere. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, I'm going to go with uh, 2006 Invincible. This is that uh, uh, football movie. Uh, Mark Wahlberg, Greg Kinnear, Elizabeth Banks, Kevin Conway. Uh, this was based on a story from the 70s where the Philadelphia Eagles uh, had tryouts just for anybody in the city. So just any old person could, could out for the team. And, you know, we thought of as a publicity stunt, and, of course, nobody's going to really make it. But uh, one guy did. One guy made the team, uh, this 30-year-old bartender. So, um, yeah, it was a cool story. And it's funny, these days, ever since, uh, I don't know if you remember that episode of Sunny, Sunny in Philly, they were they did the episode. It was like the invincible episode, and uh, I can't help but think about that. But looking back across the movies, I remember seeing this, and yeah, I don't know. It's one of those you know, sports movies, feel good sports movies. So, you ever seen this one? I saw half of it. I never saw the end. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's a good one. I mean, I, I, I don't saw know. All of, yeah. During the tryouts and all that, I mean. Once he got on the team, I didn't see any of that from uh, from the rest of it. But uh, it comes on from time to time. I probably eventually will sit down and watch it because I love Marky Mark. So uh, he always puts out not every good movie. He's not every movie they hit, but uh, I think he's been doing pretty good uh, with his acting career. All right. Up next. All right. My number six, uh, staying in the 70s and staying with my love for uh, Jodie Foster. I am going to 1976's Freaky Friday, the original one, not the one with Jamie Lee and um, Lindsay Lohan, or uh, Disney also turned it into a TV show on the Disney Channel. Um, the Freaky Friday, with the remake, man, I thought it was good uh, as well, but this one, uh, just my love for Jodie Foster, and uh, I loved it. It also starred... Uh, Barbara Harris and John Aston and uh, Patsy Kelly and a Dick Van Patten and even a uh, young boss hog, uh, Sorrell Brooke. Uh, I love this one. It was directed by Gary Nelson. Uh, this one, if you older listeners, I'm sure you know what it is, but if you younger ones don't, uh, a mother and daughter find their personality switched and have to live each other's lives on one strange Friday. Uh, I love this movie. Um, I also need to pick this up on DVD. I don't think it's on Blu-ray, but it's just 
it's funny, man. It's hilarious. It's just pure seventies. And uh I thought Jodie Foster and um what the hell's her name? Uh Barbara Harris. I just thought mainly Barbara Harris. She did an amazing job trying to act like a, a teenager. And uh it's hilarious. And I'm also gonna give a shout out to Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh she did an amazing job as uh as as being a teenager as well. If you guys have not seen that one too, man, that, that's a little bonus one. Check out uh, the remake as well as the original uh, 1976's Freaky Friday. Yeah, so classic. I feel like that's a story that's just going to be retold and retold forever. We're probably 10 years away from the next remake, I would imagine. <laughs> yep. What do you got? All right. Uh, I'm going to go back to 2006, uh, a movie I didn't see back then. I only saw a couple years ago. Uh, watched it with Jade, and I was like, how do we miss this in 2006? Jade was six years old. Uh, she loved dogs, and I don't know how this one, like, escaped us. Uh, honestly, like, it, it just, like, I, I didn't even know this film existed until a couple years ago. Uh, 2006's Eight Below. Uh, this one starred Paul Walker, Jason Biggs, Bruce Greenwood, and Mo- Moon Bloodgood. Uh, directed by Frank Marshall. Uh, it's a uh, uh, brutal cold forces uh, two Antarctic explorers to leave their team of sled dogs behind as they fend off for their survival. Um, yeah, uh, it was just like, man, it was one of those that like, how did I not hear about this? Maybe it didn't la- do good in the box office and maybe it didn't last long, but it feels like it would have been the perfect movie for us. And when I did eventually see it, uh, I don't know, I had that... Uh, throwback quality made me think of like things like homeward bound and things like that where it focused on the animals and uh yeah i just thought it was really well done good story and uh yeah surprised me how uh, i just didn't even know existed now here it is making my top 10 so yeah eight below if you i've heard of it but i've never seen it okay. um i was much older and i kind of was veering off from the the more kid related uh, disney movies yeah a lot of these disney movies are uh are for the kids but um back in the 70s i mean they were just i don't think they were gearing them towards kids cuz i think some of the movies were were a little they were funny and everything but then they were serious and i think if it's not uh animated stuff on the screen the kids could probably care less and i'm sure that's how kids are today um, I doubt little kids would want to sit through uh, National Treasure or, or Pirates right. or anything. But, right. <laughs> um, yeah, I've never seen that one. And uh, Paul Walker, rest in peace. Yes, no doubt. Where the watch if you if you're able to catch it? Because yeah, I, I caught it out of nowhere and I was like, what's? And I, and then I started to do like look it up and I was like, how did we not see this? Like it was like Jade was used to be obsessed with dogs and really wanted a dogs. I don't know how we missed that movie. <laughs> anyways, yeah. What you um, got? Uh, speaking of Disney, I mean that's what we're doing here. I hear that Disney streaming service is up and running, so I'm pretty sure if it is up and running, I'm pretty sure all these movies are on there that we're talking about. <laughs> so, uh, it's anything with to do with Disney. I'm sure it'll be on there. So, have you heard anything about it? Uh, being up and going? No, I haven't. But now that you say that, uh, as soon as we finish recording that, I'm going to look into that because, yeah, I'm, I was going to be a day one person uh, for that. So 
uh, definitely want to check that out and uh, see what they got. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to go on with mine number five. This is uh, going to 2000s. It was a pretty controversial film. This is uh, Remember the Titans, a true story uh, yes. of, of a newly appointed African-American coach and his high school team on their first season as a racially integrated unit. Uh, this movie was awesome. Um, Star Denzel Washington, Will Parton, uh, Wood Harris, and uh, uh, Opie, rest in peace, a Ryan Hurst. Uh, this film was amazing. I didn't see it in the theater. Someone brought it to work and uh, threw it in in the break room, and I was just instantly uh, stuck into it. Um, I know it was it was just really just uh, was it the '60s, I believe, early '60s when this was going on. I, I don't know. I could be wrong, but it was. Just, I think so. Yeah. I was like, oh my god! I mean, Disney did what they could with it by doing with the, uh, dealing uh, with the the black and white racial stuff in the, in this little town. But I'm sure when it happened, it was way more radical than uh, what Disney could do. But Disney did a really good job uh, on doing that and showing the. Uh, the racist parts uh, of America dealing with this town, and these kids and how uh, Denzel Washington's uh, character. Amazing. Uh, yeah. Coach Boone, man, he was just, he was amazing, man. He didn't want to put up with it. And they were saying that he walked with, he marched with Dr. King uh, and all that. And everyone was, just, they were calling him coach Coon. Uh, and I'm sure the N word was flying uh, during the, when this, when this was really going on, but man, this movie was amazing. And it was good to see it was a good message too as well to see uh the the racial stuff coming to uh a good a good ending to where the team like hated each other uh it was like it was black against white and by the end uh they all came together as a team and i, and I thought it, it was just an amazing film and uh, i love it if you guys have not seen this do check out uh remember the titans yeah definitely that one almost made my list i'm glad you uh we're able to add it to the countdown. <laughs> Denzel's awesome in it. All right. Uh, bouncing to the next one. Uh, this one had to make my countdown because I'm in it. I am in a movie. I am in Tron Legacy. <laughs> yes. Uh, in a cheat around way, but I am. Uh, I was at the panel for this at Comic-Con uh, before it came out and they were recording some of the audio. So uh, when you hear... Uh, the crowd when they're doing the games and they're chanting games and D-Res and all that. Like, I'm in there. I'm one of those voices. So that's one of those fun, like, hey, I'm in a movie, kind of. We, we all were. <laughs> that's right. We we're all there. <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited that we were. <laughs> but, yeah, it's funny when I'm able to say, like, yeah, I was in Tron Legacy. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, um, I was always a fan of the, the original Tron and the way it looked. And then uh, one of the things that helped this make my list was just uh, all the up and uh, the stuff that we witnessed at Comic-Con the one year they had that where we were playing. I remember it was like you played the retro games and then it was like, ooh, the back opened up and everybody like wanted to see what was going on. And I remember you were on the uh, you were on the retro game and you wanted to stay on the game. They were like, OK, we got to go and. And you're like, hold on. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> that Yeah, they had a, um, 
a Flynn's Arcade down at uh, at Comic Con one year, and uh, I was playing Galaga. And if yeah. you guys know me on a personal level, that's like one of my favorite video games. And uh, I'm just that badass at, at the game. I mean, I was doing so good. It was probably actually one of my uh, highest scores. I actually took right. the highest score that night. And uh, <laughs> I remember when the lights were flashing and they were trying to herd everybody into the next room because there was a line yeah. outside to get in. And right. uh, I the guy came up to me and I'm like, dude, I'm doing hella good, man. Can I, can I stay here? He's like, yeah, man, go ahead. Keep playing. So I think I might've played like a few more rounds of people going in and out, dude. I, I just kept going. Yeah. I mean, I was doing that good and I couldn't stop. So uh, eventually that's when you guys started texting me. I could have kept going, but then Joel was. So, yeah, big fan of Tron Legacy, both with uh, the past we had with it uh, at Comic-Con and actually just the film itself. Uh, I know it didn't do as well as they wanted it to do in the box office because uh, they had planned to do more. And, uh, yeah, Tron Legacy came out in 2010. It's pretty clear that that's not going to happen now. Uh, I know what they did do was bring a uh, animated series out of it and i heard it was really good too i haven't had a chance to see it i know it was streaming for a while but i waited too long and it's gone off netflix i'm not sure if it's anywhere else but uh it's something i definitely want to dig into i just love the the, the styling and the look of everything tron the way it's lit up and stuff it's just so cool so of course uh with the past history and then just the movie itself i really enjoy it this had to make my list yeah, sorry everyone. We had a little uh, technical issue, so uh, you hear me talking, then it just gets cut off. But yeah, yeah it's all right, man. That's We're just, back. That's technology. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, the movie was what it was. I mean, it wasn't the greatest. I mean, it was more updated version, which uh, I really enjoyed. Um, I really enjoyed the the new look of the light cycles. Yeah, I thought that and uh, just overall everything. I think what I really loved the most about it was the castle in the very beginning of the film. I thought that looked cool. Yeah. I just love the way everything looks lit up from the outfits to the light cycles, all that Tron style. So cool. (laughs) What number was that for you? Uh, I have listed one, two, three... Four, five, six, seven. So, yeah, I have three left. So, I think you have two left. Is that right? I have four. I can't remember. Yeah, you have four. That's right. Okay. All right. Sorry if you guys hear a little baby in the background. He's getting ready to fall asleep. So, adds to the pod. <laughs> uh, I am going to 1978 to. Return from Witch Mountain. Not that dumb remake with The Rock, but this was the original one. Uh, I liked it. Same actors that was in Escape from Witch Mountain. They're just a few years older. Uh, Tony and Tia, further adventures, coming back from Witch Mountain to have a little vacation in L.A. and then uh, all hell breaks loose. I loved it that uh, Christopher Christopher Lee was in it, uh, a.k.a. Dracula, Count Dooku, Darth Tyrannus, whatever you want to call him. And uh, what was his name in Lord of the Rings? Don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say Sauron, but I don't think that. That could be wrong. I don't know. Someone's yelling at me. 
I'm sure but, they are. <laughs> but uh, I, I loved it. It was a cool little uh, movie. Plus, to to get a part two to escape from what to escape to Witch Mountain, uh, I thought it was a good wrap up part. Uh, there was a lot of good characters in it. Um, some actors. There's only one. Out of, there was a, a a little gang of kids that was hanging out with Tina, uh, Kim Richards. Um, there was only one kid in that that I had seen in other things. Uh, his name was Danny. I can't remember his last name. He was also Danny in uh, the original Red Dawn, and he was in a bunch of other things in the 80s. But as far as the other kids, I don't think I've seen them in anything else. But uh, awesome film. I'm sure once the streaming uh, service is up and running, it'll be on there. So all the movies we're talking about right. have to be on there. I, mean, every I would Disney, imagine so. Every Disney movie that ever made should be on there, except for uh, Song of the South. I'm sure they're <laughs> not going to put oh, that. Oh, yeah. When we were doing research, well, when I was doing research for this, I was going through a lot of their old movies, and there was a few I, I noticed on there because it, was, it wasn't it was a list by, the, by Disney. It was, you know, by fans. And uh, there was a few movies I could totally tell that they've uh, they've definitely uh, tried to bury and will, are leaving in the past. Well, I'm sure they're not going to bury uh, Alice in Wonderland. Oh, no, no. Because uh, that movie was pretty racist, but I'm sure. No, not Alice in Wonderland. Uh, Peter Pan. Uh, I'm sure they're going to. That'll be there. <laughs> Uh, why is a red man red and all that? Yeah, uh, typical stuff about Native Americans, but terrible. Different times, different times, everyone. <laughs> so. Yeah, and it's crazy too because you know Pan is so beloved. There's a lot to to love about Pan. It's just there's a few elements that are like yikes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what do you got next? All right, uh, my next one is uh, one that's more. Uh, Part of my list more as a, a personal film. We were just talking about like uh, the way films are constructed and, and, and everything like that. Then this might not make my list, but this makes my list more for personal reasons that it was a special movie for uh, me and my daughter, Jade. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, 2008's College Road Trip, uh, Martin Lawrence and Raven Simone. Uh, yeah, I mean, this was perfect for her that she was eight when this came out. And um, it's just so funny because uh, of the time where we're at right now recording this pod, uh, Jade's just started college. And uh, it's funny, you know, uh, 10 years later after this came out, I remember watching with her and she was a fan of it when she was eight years old. And uh, we always talk and joke about, oh, man, you know. That's how it's going to be with us because, you know, you had the, the dad that was too overprotective and didn't want the uh, daughter to go to college too far away and stuff like that. And uh, while me and Jade never we, we, we went and visited a few colleges around here in Northern California, we didn't do like the whole, you know, a, a U.S. college road trip. But, uh, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm happy where she got where she is now. And then just as, as far as this film goes, there are a few scenes. I watched it just recently, like in the lead up to Jade going to college. And I was like, damn, like they're getting me in the, the feelings again. Like they, they really do nail some scenes. Like, where does the time go? And like, it almost brought a tear to my eye. I'm almost getting trembly voiced about it now, you know, like 
like, damn. So, yeah, uh, it's funny to, like, look at the meta score for this, and it got trashed. It has a 36. Uh, the highest score is a 63. The rest is, you know, low 50, 40s, 38. So if you look at it more from, like, a critical point of view, you know, maybe it's not the greatest film, but it's just a special film to me, you know, for personal reasons. It was a good film. I remember uh, taking uh, Marky and Tiggy to see it, and yeah, man, it definitely tugs at the yeah at, at the feelings because I, I I dude I teared up at the end. I was like, oh, right, because <laughs> <laughs> I remember when the movie was over, Marky looked at me and goes, "You all right?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was like, yeah, but I mean, it was a good movie. I liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Yeah, I'm glad to make it part of the list. So, yep, that's 2008's College Road Trip. All right, I'm going to a movie. It's uh, was 1981. It, it Disney was a part of it, but they didn't like um, put it out as a Disney movie. But it was uh, produced by Disney and all that. I believe Paramount was the other partner. But um, this movie is fucking awesome for for early 80s. No CGI, none of that. It was all uh, that uh, stop animation or whatever went the little clay figures and all that and uh, them building the actual uh, creatures that are in it. This is uh, 1981's Dragon Slayer. Uh, this movie is amazing. I love it. And I remember seeing it for the first time and uh, I was always really fascinated with dragons and everything but then when this movie came out uh, I thought it was awesome. And, and you go back and watch it now. Yeah, it looks cheesy when it's flying around and everything but when <laughs> they show it uh, like up close when it's actually uh, the dragon that they made and their the, the man is controlling it, man. I thought it was a pretty good job, especially for 1981. If you guys have not seen this, uh, I don't know if it'll be on the uh, streaming service, but uh, it's out there. And as far as I guess you could get it on Amazon Prime, but I think you got to pay for it. But Yeah, $2.99. Uh, this movie's awesome, man. I love it. Dragon Slayer. Yeah. Um, I may have seen like parts of it when i was younger not knowing what it was but uh, just looking at the pictures here on imdb uh i wish i could go watch it now but like you said like it's uh it's one you at least gotta gotta pay to rent but uh yeah i'm looking forward to checking it out sometime oh it's funny it's they compare it to beastmaster i love beastmaster <laughs> uh, beastmaster is badass too man i love it <laughs> yeah all right uh what do we got here? All right. Next up for me, um, I got 2015's Tomorrowland. Uh, this starred George Clooney, Britt Robertson, directed by Brad Bird. Uh, I remember there was a lot of hype and a lot of build up to this, but this is also another film that uh, didn't perform in the box office. So-so uh, Metascore. It's actually... Uh, 60 but it's got a few uh reviews on the higher side 80 83 uh 90 um but i really love this i have used this before on the pod as one of my random recommendations uh, i just really enjoyed this film and it's uh overall just like positive outlook on the ideas of tomorrow it like confronts that like the world's got so many problems and stuff like that. But like uh, early on, like like one of the characters in school and she's hearing all this negative stuff about 
politics and the environment and this and that and everything's bad and she's like well what can we do about it and i don't know there's just a lot to take out of it and there's some fun um like cameos from Catherine Hahn, Keegan Michael Key, um, the uh, the young actress uh, Rafi Cassidy, her character Athena is really cool. Uh, Hugh Laurie is also in it. Um, I don't know. I guess this movie wasn't for everyone, but I really enjoyed it for what it was and its overall message. So yeah, 2015's Tomorrowland. All right, winding down the countdown. Yep. I am going to 1979 to this uh, Disney sci-fi classic, uh, The Black Hole. Oh, my God, this movie is so awesome. Um, I think this movie got me interested in looking up um, what black holes really were. I mean, I don't think no one really knows what they are. Um, but, I mean, some people say they don't exist, but I mean, I, I, I believe so, but... Um, this movie was awesome. I mean, just coming, uh, two years earlier with Star Wars and, uh, I think Star Trek, the motion picture came out this year as well. Uh, I think some, one of you Trekkies or Trekkers was probably yelling at me, but I'm pretty sure it was 79 when Star Trek came out. But anyway, uh, the black hole had such a bunch, a bunch of amazing characters. I mean, as far as like droids and everything, you had Maximilian, you had old Bob, you had Vincent, and it was just an amazing, as well as the, um, they, they, they weren't really stormtroopers, but they were that uh, type of deal, uh, some kind of like soldiers, but they were all robots. But, oh my God, this movie was awesome. It starred uh, Robert Foster, yeah, uh, you Breaking Bad fans, and yep. uh, Psycho, uh, Norman Bates himself, Anthony Perkins, and a bunch of other people. I remember... Uh, old Vincent or uh, Vincent was um, voiced by uh, legendary actor Roddy McDowell, so that was cool. And uh, we also got Cabby in it from uh, Escape from New York or Burgess, not Burgess Meredith. I'm sorry, uh, Ernest Borgnine. Uh, <laughs> someone, someone's yelling at me right now. But oh man, this movie's awesome. I don't think it's on Blu-ray. I have it on DVD somewhere, and uh, I need to dig it out because I, I really want to watch this movie again. This movie was. Awesome. I remember sitting there in a theater at, at Rockridge Theater before they got rid of it. Right. And uh, it was me and my mom and my brother. She took us to see this. And pretty much just Disney is what Disney and sci-fi got us in there to see it. And uh, I don't remember seeing anything on, on TV, like commercials or anything. Uh, but my mom just said, oh, it's a, a Disney movie. It's kind of she based everything on Star Wars at, at right. this time. No like, doubt. It's like Star Wars. I was like, all right, cool. Let's go see it. And uh, I thought it was awesome. I remember when the toys came out, uh, I had some of the figures. I wish I still had them. And uh, I know there's uh, the pops that are out there. I know there's a Maximilian and uh, uh, Vincent. I'm not sure if there's an old Bob, but um, I have not seen them anywhere. Do you have those? No, I don't. I wish I did. Uh, this one goes back for me too. Uh, if I remember incorrectly, this is one of those Disney movies that, uh, when it came out on VHS in the eighties, you remember how they had the like different cases, like they were bigger, like the white cases. I totally remember those at the, at the, the rental store. And, uh, I'm almost positive. This is one of them that I rented. 
<laughs> it was one of those um, shell cases. Right, right. That's what I'm talking about. I had, I had it on uh, on VHS, and then when DVD came out, I picked it up again. And uh, I don't know why Disney doesn't just go through all their catalog and put everything on Blu-ray or might as well. Uh, I mean, I'm sure they can remaster. I mean, especially something like this, man. Yep. For for the time mm-hmm. uh, of just the special effects, the, the all or nothing days when uh, they had to build the models and, and everything. And I mean, this movie was just so awesome. Uh, I love it. Um, did you get the streaming service yet? No, as, as, as soon as we finished recording last time, I actually looked into it. And uh, I didn't see anything about it being up. I saw something that actually said I was under the assumption it was going to come right at the start of 2019. I saw something it might not launch till late 2019 now. You know what? Now I'm thinking about it. You know what I'm getting it confused with? The DC one? The DC one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There was was one of these ones. DC. Are you going to get that one while we're talking about it? I want to at least sample it because I, I actually I'm very curious about that Titan show. Uh, I don't know if you saw it going around the net today, but I saw on Instagram a picture of uh, is it the Titans together? And it was Robin, uh, Starfire, Beast Boy, Raven. Is it uh, going already? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I just know that picture was like the big thing today that that got launched so i wonder if they're like netflix and just throwing it all the whole season at once because if it is man i'll, I'll do the seven day trial and sure just do it <laughs> yeah same here that's what i'm thinking because yeah um i know like they're looking for like a big investment right away like they want you to throw down uh like it's a it's a deal considering, but yeah, they want you to throw like seventy bucks down to get the uh, a, a year. So, but I don't know. Like that's kind of a kind of a lot up front. I mean, it's worth it, but mm, you know. Yeah, but yeah, that was my last movie, uh, Tron. Check it out, everyone. I'm not Tron. We'll get to that one in a minute. Uh, Black oh. hole. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, my last one is is right here uh, feel the rhythm feel the rhyme get on up it's bobsled time cool runnings uh one of my favorites this had to be on my list i i, I wanted to save one for last that i could get really excited about and uh, yeah this is 1993's cool runnings uh i know this is i'm pretty sure this is still streaming on hbo right now so uh if you haven't seen it or you haven't seen it in a long time, I definitely recommend going to check it out. Uh, when a Jamaican sprinter is disqualified from the Olympic Games, he enlists the help of dishonored coach to start the first Jamaican bobsled team. This one stars uh, John Candy, Leon, Dougie Doug, Raleigh Lewis, and Malik Yoba. Uh, it's based off the actual real story of the uh, Jamaican bobsled team. And uh, I don't know. I just find this movie highly entertaining, and it's uh, a film that hit right at the right time for me, right there in in '93. I remember loving it so much, and then just going back and, and watching it recently, I was like, "This holds up." Like, I was still really entertained and has some funny stuff, especially uh, uh, Dougie Doug's character Sanka, uh, especially funny. So, and uh, of course, the the legend John Candy. So. Yeah, cool runnings. 
that uh, completes my list. What happened to Dougie Doug? He was big for a little bit and then just disappeared. Right. See, right now, he's actually still doing stuff. He did Brown Nation, Muddy, Corman, Second Life, The Wannabe, An Act of War. Uh, Oh, he was on an episode of Blue Bloods back in uh, 2014. (laughs) Uh, he was on Law and Order SVU in uh, uh, two episodes sometime during the 2000s. A novel romance. Yeah, he just he just fell off a little. Smaller roles for him. Hmm. Yeah, I seen that one uh, when it came out, and then once it started doing the uh, TBS and all that run. Um, yeah, I saw that it was on HBO. I, I'd like to sit down and watch it again. I, I remember enjoying that one. Yeah, it's worth a watch for sure. I, I think the, the main reason I saw it only was because of John Candy and Dougie Doug. So. Right. I was thinking of what was that one with Kevin Bacon in the basketball? Uh, yeah, I remember that I, one too. I don't know if it was Disney, but I think it was called Up in the Air. Or yeah, that's like. it. That's it. But, oh, man. <laughs> Yep, I just teased you guys a second ago with my number one, and that was 1982's uh, Disney sci-fi classic, Tron. Oh, my God. I just watched this the other day, and I love this movie. Um, This was one of the first movies to do uh, CGI. Uh, I think I think it was Disney's first uh, attempt with it when, when it started coming out. Um, there was, I want to say, Westworld and Future World were, um, if I read it right, were um, kind of testing the waters. I mean, but that was back in the what, 60s, 70s, maybe, or whenever, whenever those ones were made. But um, this one, man, I mean, it's. I remember just being amazed by it when it first came out because I remember my uh, brother and uh, my cousin went. We went and seen this. Uh, also at the Rockridge Theater that is no longer there. Any of you Bay Area listens, you, you'll know. Uh, the original Rockridge Theater, not the second one that was behind Burger King and uh, by Subway and all that, across the street from Tech. But watching this now, I, mean, I still enjoy it. I still love it. Uh, one of my all-time favorite uh, Disney films, but how cheesy it was and how the story was not really all that but I mean when you watch this you're watching it for uh, the special effects I mean especially at that time uh, in 82 I mean this was like just mind blowing I don't remember how it did in the theater I mean I was just as a little kid uh, I remember enjoying it and when the toys came out the toys were all crappy Uh, they they couldn't do it good Um, you can still buy some of the loose figures on eBay I'll check it out when this is all over with. But, oh, man, Jeff Bridges, awesome. And uh, Tron himself. Bruce uh, Boxleiter. Yeah, I don't have my glasses on. And uh, what's his name? As um, Ed Dillinger and Stark. Uh, David Warner. I mean, I always thought he was cool. I liked him in a lot. He was always the bad guy and everything. I really liked him as evil in uh, Time Bandits. Oh, but, um, amazing. Jeff Bridges, he's awesome. That's Flynn. Um, going into uh, Flynn's arcade during the Tron Legacy, I thought that was cool uh, at Comic Con. And 
Wow. Loved uh, this movie. I mean, I, I, I can't have my glasses on everyone, but if you guys know what it is, it was basically just Jeff Bridges was trying to break into this um, or hack into this uh, computer company that like stole his ideas uh, for vi- a video game. And uh, Jeff Bridges just basically wanted uh, the the rights to him so he can uh, so he can get paid because this company like just blew up uh, because of his game. So when he breaks in there and tries to get in, they're working on some new laser and uh, master mapping with master control or master computer. I can't remember. Uh, sucked uh, Flynn into the uh, into the electronic world and everything, and then that's when all the Everything from there was happening. I mean, it, it's just amazing to to see the effects and everything. And uh, I was a huge fan of the original light cycles. Like I said earlier, I did like how the new ones looked, but um, the originals went. You, you just can't you can't beat it. The tanks and the spiders and the, the cone and everything. I mean, it all looks cheesy now just because of all the stuff you can do uh, with CGI in these films. But I mean, this is one of the beginning ones, and this is where it started. So, I mean, I just, I just love it. I mean, especially with with Disney, man, they have all that money to what they do now to make everything look real. Uh, it's just awesome, and uh, you always got to pay homage to, to Tron uh, for for getting it going. And the video game, I love oh, the, yeah. the arcade, the stand up arcade game. Uh, I've had it on uh, my Game Boys and everything, and just I love that game. Every time I see it, uh, I just have to play it. I think my favorite level uh, in that is the uh, is the life cycles. Yes. Um, you always got to make that uh, that backwards question mark with the first screen because it's just uh, uh, one uh, life cycle coming after you. But then after that, you get three, and then it just gets harder and harder and harder. But, oh, my God, that game's awesome. And uh, if you guys have not seen this movie, any of you younger listeners, do go check it out. But just expect it to be cheesy and, and not all that. But as a little kid back in 82, man, this movie blew me away. And uh, I still love it today, man. This is 1982's Tron. Yeah, yeah, huge fan. Love Tron, love Tron Legacy. Now I want to see that uh, Tron Uprising animation. I, I did see while we were talking that it is on Amazon, but it's uh, also, you you got to you got to pay for it right now. So uh, hopefully it will show up on Disney streaming service when that arrives. <laughs> well, I think that is it. We ran through 10 movies and uh, you want to give everyone uh, your breakdown yeah, again. I'll give you the rundown one more time. My 10 movies were, uh, this isn't the order I listed them in because I was jumping around a little bit, but uh, uh, Rocketeer, Cool Runnings, Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl, National Treasure, Invincible, Eight Below, College Road Trip, Tron Legacy, Tomorrowland, and Pete's Dragon, the uh, more recent uh, remake I put on there just for uh, controversial reasons, so we could talk about it again. (laughs) Uh, hate that one. (laughs) Yeah. All right, from uh, from ten to one, we got Honey, I Blew Up the Kid, The Apple Dumpling Gang, Escape to Witch Mountain, Candle Shoe, Freaky Friday, Remember the Titans, uh, Return from Witch Mountain, Dragon Slayer, The Black Hole, and Tron. I knew our lists were going to be just totally yep. different, <laughs> and I know you, so I figured everything would have been 
newer. Yep, not, and I thought I, the same thing. I, was gonna, I thought the same thing. I was looking I, at the, the titles, and I could almost, in picture, I was seeing Apple Dumpling Gang. I was seeing Black Hole. I was like, okay, let me let me avoid those as much as I, I have uh, love for those. I was like, let me clear the way. I wanted to have, make sure we had a, a unique top ten, and we did it. I thought for a second there, even on this second half of the program, that we might overlap with like cool runnings, but I'm glad we didn't. <laughs> nah, I mean, I, I just wanted to stick to uh, all the old uh, classics that that I grew up with as a as a really younger right. kid. So, I think the newest one on my list was uh, "Remember the Titans." Yes. Everything else was seventies uh, and. 80s. Right. Why well, two in the one in the one in the 90s? Uh, honey, I blew up the kid, and I think was remember the Titans in 90s I think it was or in the early 2000s. 2000s. Um, okay, yeah, it's funny that uh, you chose to go with that one because I, when I was paring down my list, it was either going to be Remember the Titans or Invincible. So uh, I'm glad I chose that. Yeah, it was Remember the Titans was in 2000 itself. So yes, the year 2000. All right, we'll definitely do this list again with Disney. That next time we'll go with animated yes, films for sure. Uh, I think that is it with this uh, anchor episode. Um, I just gotta have to figure out how to together. splice them all together. <laughs> <laughs> if if I don't know, I'll just put it out in two parts. Yeah, right. no problem. But uh, hey, everyone, thank you so much for listening uh, to the anchor episode. We're gonna do uh, come at you with a couple more. Just some more ideas we throw around and everything. So, but uh, I think that's it for me. Uh, Go watch Disney, Uh, anything Disney. You can even watch the Disney Channel. How many channels do they have? They got regular Disney Disney and then DX or whatever that is. And then I don't know if they have other ones, but I know XD and uh, Disney Channel. Those are the main ones. So, yeah. And uh, as of this recording, um, Solo just hit digital. Uh, It's uh, comes out on the it's the 14th right now and it comes out on blu-ray on the 25th so uh just under two weeks early and uh i couldn't wait i couldn't wait i did it so yeah uh so far i've been enjoying that uh we'll talk about that though on the future e society but uh yeah that's all i got too. uh have fun Be safe. Thanks for listening. And yeah, we got more cooking up for you. We'll be back soon on Anchor.